0: Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. If you subscribe to a dating site or a business networking
1: site like LinkedIn, then maybe it will start to make suggestions, so highlight a person over there, because, oh, actually, you know, you've got X amount of people in common.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and today you'll hear me talk with Adam Greenwood, the founder of the award-winning digital agency Greenwood Campbell, based in the UK. Had a really nice conversation with Adam. Uh, We covered his experiences building chatbot and uh, voicebot applications, uh, but also we covered the the wide replications of uh, these technologies, uh, specifically the echo chambers that they're so good at creating. Adam explains what an echo chamber is, why they're so dangerous, and uh, how we can avoid them if at all possible. Also, whether voice assistants will help or hinder in the matter. Um, He tells us about the the state of the UK voice market uh, as it stands. And then we go into um, how brands can improve their voice search SEO, uh, what use cases voice is uh, particularly effective uh, at tackling, Um, what the big challenges around designing for voice are and uh, what the big benefits of uh, of chatbots, text-based chatbots in particular are. Um, he also lets us know what some of the the big surprises in his chatbot projects were. Uh, one of the things that stood out for me was that he was saying that university graduates these days actually have to be taught to use email. Um, their generation just never uses it. They're so used to using Facebook Messenger for everything that he actually found that switching to Facebook Messenger ma- massively boosted the registration and uh, retention rates on, on the apps that he created which was news to me, (laughs) obviously behind the times. But uh, it's a really enlightening conversation with a very experienced uh, technologist, um, really interesting on the echo chamber side of things as well. So it's definitely one that you're going to want to listen to. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoebe Voice Search, the SaaS solution that makes it easy for e-commerce sites to join the voice revolution. With Phoebe, customers can instantly talk to your website, sending engagement levels soaring, while collapsing the path to purchase. Phoebe is smart, understanding voice queries in the context of the specific site it's installed on. Phoebe is secure, keeping your user search queries private and never sharing information with advertisers or other third parties. And Phoebe is simple, installed in just a few clicks and even available in the Shopify app store. To learn more, to try their live demo sites and enjoy a seven-day free trial, visit getphoebe.com. That's G E T P H E B I dot com. I'm here with Adam Greenwood, who has founded the award winning digital agency Greenwood Campbell back in 2009. Adam is based in Bournemouth in the UK. Greenwood-Campbell are a digital marketing agency that transforms and accelerates brands using technology. So they've worked with many big brands, including Ted Baker, Dixon's Carphone, uh, British Transport Police, and many more, uh, creating websites, voice bots, chatbots, and content. But Adam's also a very sought-after speaker, having presented at TEDx, Microsoft, and many other companies, universities, and conferences, where he talks about how AI conversational interfaces, chatbots, and voice will transform the world. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's excited to have you on. Uh, I watched your, your TEDx presentation. very, uh, very exciting subject. Not something we've covered before on the show. Chatbots, voice bots, and challenging the echo chamber. Before we tackle that, let's cover a little bit about your uh, digital marketing marketing agency, then uh, Greenwood Campbell. Can you tell us uh, what your company does and uh, what kind what kind of clients that you serve? Sure. So since we, we we've kind of had a little bit of a um, not quite a rebrand,
1: but a little bit of a pivot, it's mainly since we got back from South by Southwest uh, in March, because it's just so transformational. So it's actually changed the way we articulate ourselves a little bit. So I've got a little story, which is every brand and organization has a goal, an aspiration, a story to tell, and ob- obstacles to overcome. And mm-hmm. all of these rely on creating engagement with human beings. So we use empathy, data, and tech to create that engagement for clients' audiences we design and build award-winning websites, transformational apps, inspirational voice skills, and game-changing chatbots. We are Greenwood Campbell, the human tech agency.
0: Wow, what an intro! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: practice that a few times. So <laughs> the elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you come off the elevator feeling inspired and <laughs> tingling. <laughs> it does work nicely actually, because normally if you do a, if you sit around at a round table uh, and people say, "Oh, yeah, so I'm James, and you know this is what I do," it's quite nice to just do something slightly different. Yeah. What that really means is that although we are a tech agency, we like to just sort of take a step back and really, you know, just focus on the fundamentals. What what are you as an organization trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. What do your clients want? How can we then uh, create empathy amongst you and your clients? How can we tell a story? How how can we be um, innovative um, and transparent and inclusive? Mm-hmm. And then and then right now, let's use the technology to to kind of bring that to life.
0: Nice. You mentioned a lot of words there: empathy, storytelling, all uh, key aspects of, of delivering a brand engagement, uh, I, I guess. Um, could you tell us a bit about the the clients you work with then? Like, who are the who are the people that you've worked with uh, currently, and what kinds of uh, what kinds of projects have you worked on?
1: So we we work with a real kind of mixed bag of of industries, and that's mainly because the sort of genesis of the agency was we've um, we've set up uh, supporting this sort of archaic bit of technology this old cms which had just sold across all industries so everything from public specter it's public sector to healthcare to uh hospitality retail so we just kind of picked up a lot of clients and we so we never really we never really focused on one vertical which has been which has treated us really kindly over the years because we've never mm. been affected by you know sort of industry um issues that might happen so so yeah we work with um dixon's car phone have done for over 10 years, um, yep. doing, yeah, yeah huge organization, doing all kinds of things for them, um, mainly internal, big sort of tech integrated um, intranet projects, but we've also done um, a lot of stuff. that They've got a brand called Know How, which is if you ever go into a PC world or Curry's, you'll see this kind of Know How branding, which is all about after aftercare.
0: And what is, is that a conversational interface or is that more of a, a tablet kind of touchscreen kind of thing? That's an old school um,
1: website um, for them. We've okay. done uh, so. One of our biggest clients is the RNLI, which is the uh, the lifeboat charity in the UK. Right. Yeah. So bizarrely, considering that England is a is an island, all of the um, the lifesavers around the UK are all volunteers. So even if you were to phone the Coast Guard, they will likely phone the RNLI to come and to come and rescue. I, I'm aware you. of that, and yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It does seem crazy. So <laughs> yeah. they're in a, an amazing organization, um, and they their their HQ is is in port, which is only sort of ten minutes away from us. Um, and we've done some projects with them, uh, kind of around digital transformation. So we've we've helped them completely change their interfaces for the logistics and supply chain for their lifeboats, uh, and also for um, the lifeboat managers being able to call out volunteers when they have what's called a shout, which is a, which is an emergency. So traditionally, uh, all of the volunteers had pages, uh, but now as as network connectivity has improved. We've built uh, an app which allows these lifeboat station managers to kind of ping out a message and then see in real time where the volunteers are on maps and stuff so that they can ultimately improve their response time because every every minute someone is in the sea uh, is a, is a minute too long. So everything that we can do to... To um, you know, to get those volunteers out quicker
0: um, and help save lives. Right, right, yeah. So it's really about using the, the latest technologies. You you guys stay on top of the latest development, all the emerging technologies that are coming out, in order to, to give your clients the, the best possible service and allow them to to stay ahead and uh, improve their service. Absolutely, and
1: we've done some voice skills for the RNLI, which maybe we can talk about a bit later.
0: I suppose another project
1: to of note that we built was something called uh, Cherrybot. So because we're in in Bournemouth a lot of us are AFC Bournemouth fans and when they got promoted to the Premier League um, they wanted to do something that was just going to try and set them apart from some of the other clubs by really embracing the latest technology and uh, I'd been speaking to their team for a little while about conversational interface uh, and the amount of people who at a match will be using their screens and how can we kind of harness their attention when they're they're busily sort of either gambling or on social media so we built a Facebook Messenger chatbot for them, um, which harnessed this uh, Microsoft emotional recognition technology. So the idea was that during a game, during key moments, we encourage people with notifications on Messenger to take selfies. So whether it's a free kick or uh, a foul or a goal uh, penalty, whatever, something, something big during the game, the fans mm. would take selfies in themselves. And then this, this Microsoft technology... Will uh, will recognise their emotions and then plot that on a on a graph. So we cr- effectively created an emotional timeline of different matches. And we the one of the ones we did or the, the game we launched for was was Bournemouth were at home to Liverpool, and unfortunately they lost four nil in that game. Oh, nice. So you can imagine yeah. the kind of emotion sort of goes <laughs> sort of down to the bottom right. Um, but uh, what it, it was still it was it was really great and it created something really engaging and fun for the fans, uh, but also a kind of it was a new channel for AFC Bournemouth then to, to communicate with their fans using conversation. Uh, because as well as, as well as the fun stuff that, you know, you can ask it, where can I get a pie, What time do the gates open? Where do I park my car? All those sort right. of FAQ questions that they would struggle to deal with on a match day.
0: I see. So you, so you wrap this kind of uh, engagement um, mechanism in with the more uh, the more um, fundamental kind of requests. So it's yeah. a it's a service, obviously, that helps them meet their business goals, but it's also a fan engagement exactly uh, mechanism. That I see, and it's something that would really go viral as well. They're taking selfies. I assume they they share that immediately on Facebook as well, so everyone.
1: Yeah. So there, so during that game, we got over three million social impressions because of all the Whoa. shares that were happening. Uh, we had all the players themselves doing selfies um, up leading up to the match, so we got yeah lots of traction there.
0: Incredible! Well, wow, congrats! Yeah, was there anything surprising about that? What what was that, what was something about that project that you, you weren't expecting?
1: I think when we tried to activate the um, the project, so we we people from our agency were wearing Cherrybot t-shirts in the crowds, going around getting people to use it. I think I suppose one of the surprises was how many people how many people use Facebook Messenger of, of age demographics we didn't expect would be using. We we expected we were going to have to explain, right, here's Facebook Messenger. Here's how you get to it. This is how you work. But, mm-hmm. but I was impressed and surprised by how many people were using it. Yeah. You know, so we're seeing Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp as, as you know, this over two and a half billion monthly active users of those two applications. So it's, it's yeah, really love- sort of, um, we're seeing it sort of disseminating across all, all types of audiences.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, we're going to talk about in a, in a moment about the, about the echo chamber and we're, we're continually surprised about the effect that social media can have on us. And for a long time, the, you know, the leaders of these big tech companies were denying, you know, the effect, you know, really it didn't play a part in the election and all of that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like you say, <laughs> people really do use it now. It's a core part of our lives yes. and, and we just have to come to accept that fact. Before we dive into that interesting topic, could you just give us an idea about the state of the market in the UK? Cause I think uh, maybe you're my first, first guest from the UK, which is. Is uh, fantastic, but a uh, long long time coming, and so I don't get much of a chance to find out how things in the UK are going specifically regarding conversational UI interfaces. Um, what what, uh, what how are things moving? What's the, what's the demand from clients like? Um, I I see the charts actually. Voicebot I've um, often got a chart where the UK is just behind. Well, it's the second. It's the leader of the pack other than the u.s it seems it's slightly ahead of germany at the last one i saw so is that the case do you feel like the uk are on the on the cutting edge of things i think
1: that it's definitely it, the um, the awareness is definitely increasing when i talk to an audience and just ask for a show of hands who's got an alexa who's got a google assistant the numbers are still uh, they're still quite low i mean really uh, but they're definitely rising uh, mm-hmm. and then um when when we ask people, well, what do you use them for? It's it's the typical things you'd expect. People use it for um, home automation. They use it for timers, and they use it for music. When you start asking people about what custom skills that they use, or do they use voice search? Uh, yeah. That really just depends on the age of people. I think we're finding much much younger people are using voice as we expect, using it a lot more. Certainly in my travels. Um, when I've been in the States, I've seen it a lot. Uh, I was in Colombia last year doing a talk at a university in Bogota, and the, um, the amount of people I saw using WhatsApp voice notes was really surprising. But it shows, that I think, what, what's happening there is we're, we're seeing less and less of a stigma of talking to your device in a public place, which is only going to be better for voice interface and voice right, search.
0: Right. Absolutely yeah that's very interesting and i think it's there's a cultural aspect as well definitely for the the, the the voice messaging over whatsapp or wechat in asia yeah. it's huge uh, i've never really understood or put my finger on, on what it is about in the west that you know has created that aversion to it but I, when i came back from china you know i lived there for a number of years and i was like hey you know we should just use this and mm. everyone was like hmm yeah i don't think so that's not it's not for me you know it might be that kind of
1: typical british sort of yeah you know aloofness about i, I, don't, I don't know but um yeah, the reserve um, but yeah. we you know we can speak a 140 words per minute and we can most people can type about 40 so it does make sense the i suppose for me the only issue is you can't read back through um a conversation on whatsapp if everyone's using voice notes. but
0: not as easily though although no. i think i've seen some solutions which transcribe yeah, them so you can that actually seems them like them later that seems like the next stage i would say yeah yeah absolutely the number of custom scales available on the uk app stores like the the, the Alexa store and uh the action store is lower than than in the us but from what you were just saying it sounds like the majority of use is on the the basic inbuilt functions anyway so does that really affect things have you noticed that is that a problem for for, for users Is that a, a problem for businesses trying to get into the scene
1: yeah I, d- I don't necessarily think it's a problem for users because if the users aren't looking for these things and maybe at the moment they just don't want them mm. you know we spend a lot of time talking to existing clients and prospective clients about you know, this is coming, voice search is going to be huge, you know, all the stats we keep hearing about uh, voice interactions in the next two or three years, um, and and the importance of voice search. But we'll be talking to, you know, really innovative brands and say, look, let's, let's talk to you about voice search strategy, let's create you some custom skills. And we still kind of come up against the same um, objections, which is, well, who else is doing it, you know, and we keep saying, well, look, this is basically like, 10 years ago when people were saying, you know, you need to have a responsive website, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's going to happen. And I think it's just one of these things where, you know, everyone's got business as usual going on. So the real innovative people within the really great brands are the people that we're targeting. Really, it's kind of, it's people who want to win awards. It's people who want to win a daddy or a can lion. They're the kind of people that we need to be talking to. And, you know, uh, maybe you remember the Burger King uh, campaign a couple of years ago when, they actually had the TV commercial where they said, hey, gee, I'm going to say that just in case people listen to it have got their speakers active. What's in a whopper? And then it kind of set all these speakers, put them all into life all over the US. And it was a huge, huge hit of a campaign, even though it really annoyed people. They hated the fact that the TV was talking to their Speaker uh, they and bring it to life, but
0: deliberately activating everyone's yeah. so smart speaker at home. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a fr- frowned upon now, right? Oh,
1: massively. But it was good because they were the first ones to do it. But they mm. didn't ask anyone's permission. Didn't ask Google. Didn't ask Wikipedia. Because what it did was it automatically just used Wikipedia to explain what was in a whopper. So then people were hacking Wikipedia and putting all kinds of bizarre ingredients. <laughs> so that's what was coming out. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but but all that did was just made the campaign campaign a bigger success. So I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity with activation campaigns and fun. I think that's the first place to go um, because we're still limited.
0: I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right. Full episodes of the Voicetech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full 1-hour episode is available to Voicetech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com/pro where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalog of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews, and you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. VoiceTech Pros also get a special role in our online community, higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voicetech Pro today.